Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to a podcast that I like to call This and That. Yeah, you all know what this podcast is about. We're, we're how many episodes deep now? What, fucking 12 episodes deep? Yeah, you, you, you all know what the fuck it's about by now. But ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, uh, before we start, I don't know if you can or cannot tell, but uh, I got a new microphone. Yeah, that's right. Um, so I hope the quality is upgraded, and I hope uh, there's no more annoying noises, because I know my uh, my old microphone was a Razer. Was it? I have the box right here. Let's me grab it. It was a Razer Siren X. <clears throat> and I guess I even say it did the job. But uh, I uh, bought a Blue, Ye- Blue Yeti. Because uh, I-, I like the Blue Yetis the best. But <clears throat> Before we start in our sports here, you know, let's uh, do a little life update. You know, why not? Uh, honestly, my life's been boring. <laughs> Uh, but I'm going to be going to Florida in December, and then probably when I come back from Florida, <clears throat> I'm going to be moving into a new apartment here. Uh, uh, the apartment complex that uh, my dad and I live in, uh, the apartment in the front of the uh, front of the house is... Uh, available and it's open and it's like a I think it's like a three or two bedroom apartment but it's got a downstairs my leg itches oh there we go it's got a it's got a downstairs and it's got an upstairs so I'm I'm looking forward to that uh I think it's a three bedroom I think there's gonna be like Oh, yeah, I'm keeping that in. <laughs> but uh, I think it's... Uh, <clears throat> <clears throat> Fuck, phlegm in my throat. I think there's just two bedrooms upstairs and a bedroom downstairs. I don't know. I haven't really seen it too much. Uh, I haven't went inside of it yet, but... <clears throat> I have phlegm in my throat. <clears> throat> I'm keeping that in. I don't I don't give a shit. <laughs> Anyways, so <clears throat> enough about my boring pathetic fucking life. Uh, let's let's talk about some sports. Shall we? And we're starting off with uh some baseball here. All our sports articles are going to be from uh uh well all our sports sources for tonight are going to be from espn.com. Um <clears throat> But Milwaukee Brewers reliever Devin Williams named NL Rookie of the Year. Let's see. Yeah. Hold on. <coughs> That's right. <clears throat> Milwaukee Brewers reliever Devin Williams 
won the National League Rookie of the Year award on Monday night. Featuring a devastating changeup and a four-seam fastball that gets into the upper 90s, Williams was particularly unhittable during the pandemic aborted season. The 26-year-old right-hander went 4-for-1 with a microscopic .33 ERA, striking out 53 in just 27-8. Yeah, but see, the ERA could go up. Like, like, let's say if the season was longer. I mean, the way the guy was pitching, I'd say he'd have probably a sub-2. If we played a full 160 games, if he continued the pitch the way he did throughout the season, I'd say he'd probably have a sub Two ERA, maybe sub 1.9 ERA, 1.8, somewhere around there. Maybe one, you know, if we had a full 160 game season. But I'm I'm not a I'm not a baseball expert, so I wouldn't really, you know. Oh, there we go. Out of the three burps you've heard in this podcast. Rate them in the comments if you're listening to this on YouTube. Rate this in the rate rate the uh, three burps from best to worst. I I don't fucking know why. Can anyone tell me why? I I I don't know why. <clears throat> I mean, this podcast is a shit show, anyways. You know. But honestly, it's just a podcast where. I can be myself, you know. I say whatever the fuck I want, do whatever the fuck I want, you know. But <clears throat> honestly, we had fucking a. <clears throat> honestly, we hadn't had a uh, a full MLB season, 60s, 60 game season. Yeah, that just isn't enough. You know, I I need more out of this kid. Yeah, his ERA was point thirty three through twenty seven innings, but like I said, the ERA could go up. You know. Let's see. Holy. Okay. Williams is the first pitcher to win the award without recording a save or marking a start during his award-winning season, reflecting the increased importance of the bullpen in today's game. He is the first reliever to take home the honor in either league since Craig Kimbrell did so for Atlanta in 2011 and the first rookie of the year for Milwaukee since Ryan Braun in 2007. <clears throat> and then he went on to say, I don't really think that saves are end-all be-all, Williams said on a conference call during a vacation in Jamaica. Jamaica, man, fuck yeah, smoke. Uh, isn't Jamaica known for the good kush? Isn't, isn't Jamaica known for being a pothead country? I thought so. I see, like, a lot of, I don't know if it's, like, a Jamaican stereotype or something, but don't, don't Jamaican people like marijuana? Fuck yeah, if that, if that's the case, then I can fucks with that. YouTube comments, fill me in on that. Do Jamaican, is, is Jamaicans loving marijuana just a stereotype, or is that actually true? Do, do Jamaicans love that marijuana? <laughs> <clears throat> But uh, he went on to say, if I come up in the seventh inning and I go through. Wow, I can read. If I come up in the seventh inning and I go through one through five, one through through, one through one through, through one through, 
through one through through one through through and through 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 try saying that fucking three times fast through one through 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 one through 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 see you can't but I go through one through five through one through five through one through five through one through five through that see you can't try saying that five times fast through one through five through one through five through one through that see you can't. I think that I can be pretty valuable as well. <clears throat> uh, I get it. But. Article does go on to say the San Diego Padres second baseman Jake Cohensworth. Jake Co- Cohensworth. Fuck it. We'll say that. And Philadelphia Phillies infielder Alex Boham finished tied for second in the balloting by the baseball writers Association of America. <sighs> Yay. <laughs> Williams allowed just one run in 27 innings in the shortened season and struck out 53% of the batters he faced. The highest percentage in MLB history by a pitcher with at least 20 innings pitched. Well, fuck. Want to know what's embarrassing? The guy had a fucking better ERA than the whole Red Sox bullpen. <laughs> that that's that's kind of embarrassing. Like yikes. His changeup was arguably the most dominant pitch in all of baseball in 2020. Opponents batted 2 for 62.32 against it. The lowest opponent average on a single pitch this season. Minimum 50 plate appearances against. So overall, this guy was a fucking beast. Pretty much. <laughs> Is what I'm getting from that. But uh, moving on to uh, a sip of eggnog. Because uh, hood eggnog is the best fucking eggnog. Ah. <sighs> ASMR in a podcast. Do do you like that shit? But anyways. Moving on to the Washington Nationals wanting to invite President-elect Joe Biden to throw out first pitch on opening day. Of course, I've, I've, I've heard that Washington is known to be a democratic state. The Washington Nationals are making their pitch to President-elect Joe Biden. The Nats have invited Biden to toss out the ceremonial first ball next season on opening day. Washington is scheduled to host the New York Mets at Nationals Park on April 1st. And it turns out it's just a big April Fool's joke because it's April 1st. Get it? No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) We're excited to continue the long-standing tradition of setting presidents throwing out the first pitch at the home of the national pastime in our nation's capital. The team posted on Twitter this weekend. Wait, did Trump do it? Wait, hold on. <clears throat> Washington Nationals Trump first pitch. Wait, did did Trump do it? Uh, uh I don't see. Nope, I just see a bunch of. Nope, I guess Trump didn't. Th- 
I thought it was tradition, but okay. <laughs> but uh, Biden last threw out a first. Biden last threw out a first ball as vice president in 2009 when the Baltimore Orioles hosted the New York Yankees on opening day at Camden Yards. The right-hander threw a high fastball, bought O's catcher Chad Muller out of his crotch. His, his crotch. <laughs> Biden, a Little League shortstop who later played center field, has frequently been around ball fields. He saw the Phillies a few times in the postseason, including the 2009 World Series, watched the Philadelphia play at Washington in 2012, and has visited the Yankees <clears throat> at spring training and attended the Little League World Series. William Howard Taft began the tradition of presidents throwing out the first pitch in Washington's in 1910. Whew. I didn't even exist. Since then, every sitting president except... Okay, okay. There we go. That answers my question. Every president, sitting president except Donald Trump, has thrown out a first pitch when Washington had major had a major league franchise. So that answers my question. No, I should have just. I'm, I'm a dumbass. I should have just kept reading on in the fucking article. But apparently, no. Trump uh, never uh, threw out a first pitch. <clears throat> but uh, did you guys hear that? I tooted. It was it was great. But uh, Trump did uh, attend Game 5 of the 2019 World Series at Nationals Park and was booed when introduced as Houston played Washington. When there wasn't a team in Washington, Gerald Ford, Jimmy Carter, Ronald Reagan, George H.W. Bush, and Bill Clinton tossed baseballs while in the office at other big league parks. So, yeah, Joe Biden is going to throw out the first pitch at uh, Nationals Park. I thought I'd let y'all know that. But uh, GM Brody Van Wagman among those leaving New York Mets after sale to Steve Cohen. So uh, the New York Mets got a new owner and then basically this motherfucker uh, just decides to clean house. <clears throat> General Manager Brody Van Wagon Min, Nin, whatever the fuck his name is, and much of his front office are leaving the New York Mets, the team announced Friday. The moves were announced less than an hour after Hedge Fund manager Steve Cohen completed his $2.4 billion purchase of the team. Damn. Wish I had $2.4 billion. Special assistant to the general manager Omar Mania. Fuck these names. Assistant general managers... Alan Bard and Adam Guttridge, and executive director of player developer Jared Banner, are also are leaving. The status of senior vice president and senior strategy officer John Rico was not mentioned. <clears throat> Cohen ended the Will Pond family's control of the franchise after 34 mostly frustrating years. And took the title of chief executive officer. He hired former Mets general manager Sandy Alder Alderson as team president in his first move and ended Jeff Wilpone's tender as chief operating officer. Anderson Adlerson, whatever the 
fuck his goddamn name is. We'll go with that. Adlerson, not Cohen, announced the baseball staff departures, said he had started the process of building a leadership staff. So basically, by the sounds of it, the fucking Mets are cleaning house, baby. I want to thank Brody, blah, 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 for their contribute for their contributions over the last two years, he said in a statement. I especially want to thank Omar for his long <clears throat> and distinguished service to the Mets and many important capacities. So yeah, basically by the sounds of it, the fucking Mets are cleaning motherfucking house. If you guys do want to read this article, it is on ESPN.com. I don't really care to read the whole fucking thing. But, uh... Yep, basically the Mets are cleaning fucking house. So, uh... Let's move on to our, uh, next bit of fucking news. And, uh... <clears throat> it looks like the Patriots are gonna say, Yeah, fuck y'all motherfuckers. We ain't gonna let you, uh, in our home games this year. Because of the Rona, basically. The New England Patriots won't be allowed to have fans at any home games this season at Gillette Stadium. Good, so they won't have to see uh, their terrible offense here. But uh, on the night I'm recording this, uh, yesterday the fucking Patriots whooped that ass in some Monday Night. Well, I wouldn't say whooped that ass, but they didn't too have fucking bad in some Monday Night Football there. It honestly should have been uh, uh, a better game for the Patriots than they played. I mean, it should have been a fucking blowout if you think about it. I mean, come on. As of right now, at the time I'm recording this, the fucking Jets are now what? 0-9? Come on, New England. We should have fucking smoked them. But instead, we beat them by a field goal. Cam motherfucking Newton driving that bitch down the motherfucking field. And the Patriots, well... Narrowly beat the Jets by three. Ah, 30 to 27. So at least there's that. <laughs> you know? It, at least there's that. But uh, apparently the New England Patriots won't be allowed to have any fans because uh, team officials said Monday that they have been informed that in an executive order from Massachusetts Governor Charlie Baker prohibiting... 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 Prohibiting large capacity venues from opening to the public will remain in focus for the remainder of the 2020 NFL season and the pro soccer season. Stadium officials and Kraft Sports Entertainment tried to develop a plan to safely host a reduced number of fans that complies with the guidelines issued by the CDC. The National Football League and the Major League Soccer will be rising cases in the state forced an exemption of the clampdown. Massachusetts Department of Public Health officials have reported a statewide total of 166,745 virus cases on Sunday and a fifth straight day of more than 1,600 new confirmed cases in the first time that's happened since nearly May. Team officials said they would continue to work closely with the advisory board to safely reopen the stadium next year. So, yeah, basically, <clears throat> I am a Massachusetts resident, as we all know. I do live in Massachusetts, but, yeah, uh, the other night, I tried going to the fucking gym, uh, not realizing that there are COVID restrictions in place, 
prohibiting you to fucking go anywhere after 9.30 p.m. And I'm like, fuck. So I basically got all dressed and went to the gym to see if they would actually would still leave the doors unlocked and let your key work. But uh, sadly, that didn't happen. So that's what I think about that. But yeah, the, it it's kind of been getting a little out of control here with the with the coronavirus cases here, you know. Charlie Baker, you might want to get that under control here cuz I don't want to go back to phase 2 again and have to deal with the gym's not being open. I'm already fucking losing progress as it is already. I know what you're thinking. Why don't you just go during the day? Thing is, I hate fucking going to the gym when there's a bunch of people there. A, it throws off my workout. B, I have to worry about fucking people using a machine that I want to use, you know? And what I mean by it throws off my workout, that goes into B, meaning... Because like I said, I'm going to have to wait for a machine. Then I may have to skip that workout and go to the next one. Then to go back to that. And I, I, I hate doing that. I hate breaking my gym routine. Like my gym regimen that I've created. You know, I like to change it around. Add new workouts. Remove, you know. But it's like going during the day when there's like a bunch of fucking people. It, it's hard to get a fucking workout in. Like literally it is hard to get a goddamn workout in. You can, like I said, you got to deal with fucking people using the machine you want to use or, you know, it's just that and with what we're currently fucking dealing with and you got to wear a mask the whole fucking time. That and you also got to deal with the fucking employees bitching at you for, you know, because uh, if you guys don't follow my Instagram, uh, Instagram, jmosh420, uh, you'd know I'd like to have a little fun at the gym sometimes. Uh, basically, there's no one there the time I go. I like to go around at like 12 midnight because basically, like I said, by the time I get there, there's like no one there. It's completely empty, but I, I only have to really deal with like probably only like one or two other people sometimes, maybe three, but I realized around like four o'clock. Sometimes I leave around 3, sometimes I leave around 4. Um, I, I realize that people tend to get there around like 4 o'clock. That's when like a lot of people start to arrive. So I don't know, I'm thinking about it. Maybe after I'm done recording this, if, if I get it done before <laughs> fucking 5 a.m., uh, I, I may try to hit, hit up the gym at, well, go to it at 5 a.m. and see how many people are there and try to get maybe if there's no one there to begin with, maybe try to get some kind of workout in. I don't know. Maybe I'll have to leave at like 4.30 or like 4.45 and get there. Because then I realize yeah, I'm going to have to deal with fucking people parking in the parking lot. I'm going to have to deal with the... I just realized I'm also going to have to deal with the fucking employee. Ah, no, fuck that. God damn it. It's just realized because I don't have to deal with the fucking employees as well. Man. Uh, I don't fucking know. This COVID fucking shit is... It's a piece of shit. You know? It fucking sucks. Ah. 
water does the body good. But anyways, Joe Biden has been elected fucking president. Holy shit. <laughs> I'm I'm not going to lie. I I didn't vote for Joe Biden, nor did I vote for Trump. Uh I I thought Biden wasn't going to win. I legitimately thought Biden wasn't going to win. But I guess he proved me wrong. Uh Biden did win. And I'm like, holy shit. Again, if you guys don't follow me on Instagram, go follow me on Instagram, uh, jmosh420. Fuck, fuck yeah. Uh, you could see my reaction to the election results. But in a way, I'm kind of mad that Joe Biden won because that means Bernie Sanders didn't win. And, well, as we all know, I'm a Bernie Sanders reporter. Uh of course, I don't think Bernie will be making a run in 2024. The guy's going to be like fucking, how old is he now? Like 27, 20, yeah. Yeah, Bernie's 27 years old. <laughs> I think I had a couple too many bowls before I uh, started here a uh, podcast. Oops. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, Bernie... Fucking jumped into the fountain of youth and went went back in time and, and he's now twenty seven years old. I have no idea why my brain popped twenty seven years old, but isn't he like seventy seven years old or some shit? How old is Bernie Sanders? Bernie Sanders is seventy nine years old. Damn, the man would be fucking. I was going to say 79, his current age. But no, in four years, the man would be 83 years old. <laughs> 83. Let's see, in eight years, he'd be 83, 84, 85, 86, 87, 88, 89, 90, 91. If Bernie got elected at 83, he would be 91 uh, and I, I just realized Trump would be fucking 80, I think, what is he, 77? Hey Siri, how old is Donald Trump? Donald Trump is 74 years old. Oh, uh, 74, so let's see. In four years, he'll be 74, 75, 76, 77, 78. Yeah, so he'll be 82 years old in 2024. My retarded brain had to take all that just to do, just to calculate Donald Trump's age in four years. I don't know. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a riri. I failed math multiple times. But what the fuck do you expect? <laughs> but yeah, Donald Trump would be uh, fucking ancient if he ran for another term. <laughs> the motherfucker would be ancient. Man... They need to intact term limits, but hey, at least Kamala, Kamala, Hamana, Hamana, Flamina Harris, whatever the fuck her name is, at least Kamala Harris is 56 years old and still looks beautiful as fucking always. Uh, <clears throat> and that also uh, <clears throat> makes her the first, I believe, African American woman vice president. Yes, 
we now finally have a woman as vice president. Isn't that fucking crazy? <clears throat> this article is coming from CNBC.com. Senator Kamala Harris has become the first woman to earn the title of vice president-elect after NBC. Yeah, whatever. Harris' victory represents many firsts to come to the White House. As the daughter of Indian and Jamaican immigrants, she will be the first woman and first person to identify as black and South Asian American in the role of vice president. An alumna... An alumni of Howard University, she will be the first vice president to have graduated from a historically black college and be a member of the black sorority. So basically, we've had our first black vice president and our first black president. Shit. U.S. creating history here in the 2000s. Harris ran her own presidential campaign this year before joining the Democratic ticket as Biden's running mate. Yeah, that's right. She had a jab at the uh, race for president. At 56, there you go. You, you, you know what's funny here? I'll, I'll tell you this after. The role positions her to be a strong contender for the presidency in the future election should she choose to run again. Fucking... My my dad's coworker who I hang out with sometimes, his 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 friend said I don't know, something like along the lines of like Kamala Harris is gonna be president because Joe Biden won't last or some shit like that or I don't know. The only reason Joe Biden was elected president so Kamala Harris could become president or some shit like that. Honestly, I d I don't believe him. But I I, I don't I don't know. But yes, she is 56. The role positions her to be a strong contender for the presidency. Harris made her mark in the politics in California, where she served as San Francisco district attorney before going to become attorney general of the state, the first African-American to serve in that role. Harris's background as a prosecutor has made her a target for criticism from progressives seeking criminal justice reform. But Harris has argued she's sought reform from within her roles as a prosecutor. As San Francisco DA, she has promised to never seek, a, seek the death penalty. She kept that promise even when prosecuting a person accused of killing a San Francisco Police Department officer, angering her political allies. Basically, they all wanted the fucking death penalty, but I guess she really doesn't believe in it. But she also took heat for other policies such as campaign to combat truancy in San Francisco in an effort to reduce crime. Harris took her perpetual fuck prosecutorial whatever the fuck that word is, y'all can look up the article and read along with me if you want, chops the U.S. Senate after being elected in 2016. Her skills helped her become a tough interrogator in confirmation hearings for people like Attorney General William Barr and Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh as a member of Senate Dujitsuary Committee. See, I can't pronounce that word. She also serves as Committee for Intelligence, Homeland Security, and Budget. 
Throughout the campaign, Harris has shared a quote from her mother, Shamala, I probably butchered that, who she said would often tell her, you may be the first to do many things, but make sure you are not the last. Following several news networks' projection of a Biden and Harris victory, the vice president-elect wrote on Twitter that the election is about the soul of America and our willingness to fight for it. We have a lot of work ahead of us. Let's get started. So, yes, basically, uh, Kamala Harris, well, is now our vice president. (laughs) The first female vice president. That's crazy, you know? Now we're just still waiting for the first female president, which, again, could possibly be Kamala Harris, and that would be pretty cool. Kamala Harris would be a pretty historical person, in my eyes, if she became president. Think about it. She became the first woman to become elected vice president, right? Think about it. How much history she would create if she was also the first person to become the first woman president i should say like think about it she was the first to become she was the first woman to become vice president think about her being the first woman to become president she was basically the first at both positions if that's the case you know she'll make some big time history and i hope she does get elected as president one day i really do hope she does But uh, moving on, Trump can't accept defeat. Trump campaign files new election lawsuit in Pennsylvania. So basically, Trump is throwing a fucking temper tantrum because he's claiming voter fraud. But uh, as we all know, there's no evidence of voter fraud. President Trump's campaign on Monday filed a new lawsuit against Pennsylvania's Secretary of State in seven counties, seeking an injunction prohibiting them from certifying the state's results of the 2020 election. Again, basically because he's a sore fucking loser and cannot take the fact that he fucking lost. The lawsuit filed in federal district court in Pennsylvania alleges that the Commonwealth implemented an illegal two-tiered voting system excuse me, in which voters were held to different standards depending on whether they voted in person or submitted their ballots by mail, which again is BS. It's not true. Pennsylvania Attorney General Josh Shapiro Dismiss the new lawsuit as, I can't, wait, let me see, Mertless, Mertless, whatever the fuck it is, it's basically stupid, but basically he goes on to say it's, it's a, it's basically a stupid lawsuit. It's a pointless lawsuit. It's basically Trump saying, I'm a sore fucking loser. I can't take losing, you know. <laughs> hey, Donald, your 80-year-old ass can run in 2024. I, I doubt that he'll fucking win. I, I doubt that he'll win, but <laughs> who knows? But uh, he goes on to say, I'm confident Pennsylvania law will be upheld. 
and will the and the will of the people of the Commonwealth will be respected in this election. So, again, we've learned that Donald Trump is a sore fucking loser. Right? We've established that. But uh, the article goes on to say, among the claims in the lawsuit that our observers were not granted significant access to watch vote tabulation in certain counties, and that Philadelphia County failed to comply with an order requiring officials to grant observers closer viewing of the process. By the way, I forgot to mention this article is coming from our good friends at thehill.com. It does not cite specific evidence of electoral fraud. The lawsuit alleges violations of equal prosecution clause in the elections and electors clause. The suit was filed against Pennsylvania Secretary of State Kathy Bookvar, a Democrat, of course, a Democrat, and the Board of Elections and let's see if I can pronounce this one without butchering Allegheny like whatever Center, Chester, Delaware, Philadelphia, Montgomery and Northampton counties White House Press Secretary Kayla McKinney and other Republican officials have announced plans for the lawsuit during a press conference Monday evening before it was filed so, basically, Trump and his fucking puppets are a bunch of butthurt motherfuckers because they can't take the L. They basically can't take the fucking fact that they fucking lost. You know? You lost. It's over. Move the fuck on. Oh, but hold on now. This is coming from Forbes.com. A sign Trump knows he's lost. I I doubt that, but come on, Forbes. (laughs) He's reportedly discussing a 2024 run. Oh, boy. And again, isn't going to win. (laughs) While President Trump isn't publicly acknowledging his defeat in in the 2020 election... Behind closed doors, he's been discussing the possibility of running for president again, according to multiple reports published Monday. <laughs> and he, he's, he's not going to win. Key facts. This is from Forbes. Let's see. I'm trying to read. Where, where does the article continue? What the fuck? It's the artist confusing to read. Well, I guess we'll continue on. It continues to say, Two anonymous sources... With knowledge of the situation told Axorosis, what the fuck that name is, that Trump has already discussed running again in 2024 with advisors. Rutgers, citing one anonymous source, reported the same. Despite losing his re-election bid to Democratic nomination, nominee Joe Biden, well, I can read very fucking well. Trump still received over 71 million votes and still counting, which, while 4 million less than Biden, surpassed the former pre- suppressed former President Barack Obama's popular vote of 69.5 million. With his sizable 
and dedicated fan base, many Republicans have warned that Trump's future influence on the party should not be underestimated. He is not disappearing by any means, Senator Mitt Romney said, who challenged Obama for the presidency in 2012, told CNN State of the Union on Sunday morning, calling Trump a 900-pound gorilla when it comes to the Republican Party, who will have an enormous impact going forward. Fuck Romney with the roast. So, <laughs> a 900-pound gorilla. Fuck. Romney just doesn't give a fuck. Wow. <laughs> anyway, the article goes on to say, Graham had sided with the majority of high-ranking Republicans and several world leaders who have refused to accept President Joe-elect Biden's win echoing claims of rigged elections coming from the White House. Since the election appeared to be turning in his opponent's favor, Trump had declared without evidence widespread voter fraud, which he says the Democrats used to steal his win. Basically, his way of saying, I'm again, I'm a sore fucking loser. I can't take winning, you know. It's, that's what it's, what it's basically saying. That is what he's basically saying, you know. And it's disgusting. It's fucking pathetic, man. It's... It's like... Just give it up, bro. You fucking lost. Take another shot at it in 2024. You know? And see if something fucking sticks. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know, man. Of course, I just realized it's... It's it's going to make the the podcast less entertaining talking not talking about Trump. <laughs> he basically uh tweeted on Twitter saying I won the election by a lot on the day uh on the day an hour before news outlets begun to officially call Biden as the projected winner. Trump had refused to condone and vowed to contest the results in court. However, a barrage of lawsuits his administration has filed in courts across the country have already been largely batted away by judges. So basically, his uh, pointless fucking lawsuits that mean nothing, his bitch-fest lawsuits went nowhere. Oh, boy. All right. I... I I, I gotta play this video here. Hold on, I'm gonna turn up the microphone a little bit, and I want you guys to hear this video. This is this is fucking hilarious. This is from Fox News. Over whoever is decided to be the president, remember, just because CNN says, or even Fox News says that somebody's president doesn't make them president. So I think everybody what? wants to know that this was done properly and legally. What is happening? Trace, we called it. And I think we have to look into everyone. Let me play it one more time.
I'm sorry, I had to... <laughs> Typical Fox fucking news. <laughs> oh, and don't worry. We will be hearing from Fox News later on, because uh, I included an article from them. I decided to uh, include a, a right-wing source for once. But uh, this is coming from uh, businessinsider.com. Sandra Smith. 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 Let me try that again. Here, let me, let, me, let me get a nice big gulp of water here. Hold on. H2O, baby. I just guzzled down a fucking water bottle. But Sandra Smith, a Fox News anchor, frowned and rolled her eyes off air while a panelist told anchor network host that just because the media says that somebody's president doesn't make them president. Oh. Really? Come on. I... I I, I can't. I think everybody wants to know that this was done properly and legally, and we can trust the results, the guest, Selta Mitchell, said. And I think we have to look into every one of these concerns. While Mitchell was speaking, Smith could be seen rolling her eyes with... Fucking big words my retarded brain can't pronounce. Excuse me. How how do you how do you pr pronounce that? Re retard here. Hold, hold on. Excuse me. What? Incredulous. Incredulous. What what does that mean? Unwilling or unable to believe something. Well, you could have just typed it that way. But incredulous expression. Oh, big words. What? She said. Hold on, no, 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 let me see it. She's like, what? She said, what is happening? Like, Trace, we've called it. She said, referring to Fox News host Trace Gallagher, who was interviewing Mitchell. Watch the moment below, which, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to play it one more time. Hold on. I'm, I'm going to play this just one more time. I'm going to turn the microphone up. Here we go. Decided to be the president. Remember, just because CNN says, or even Fox News says that somebody's president doesn't make them president. She makes a, at this Margaret, she makes like, I wish I could show you guys, but she makes like a fucking like snotty little snarl. Like, what the fuck is this bitch talking about? So I think everybody what? wants to know that. <laughs> I'm sorry, I have to play that again. What? I think everybody what? wants to know. <laughs> make him president. So I think everybody what? wants to know. The way she says it, she's like, what? What? Now <laughs> that this was done properly. <laughs> then, then, then she gives like the little boy expression. And legally. What is happening? <laughs> She's like, what is happening? Why why is this shit happening? 
Trace we called it. And I think we have to look into every one of Honey, I don't think Trace can hear you. called it. And I think we have to look into What is happening? Trace we called it. And I She literally looks frustrated as hell in the picture. It, it's hilarious as fuck. Like, <clears throat> like the whole video, she's like, oh, fucking A. Like, she's like, what? What is this bullshit? What? We, it, it, it's funny. <laughs> On Friday morning, Insider and Decision Desk HQ projected that Joe Biden won Pennsylvania, giving him 279 electoral votes. Oh, excuse me. I have the burps again. Uh, there we go. I'm leaving that in. Fuck it. The votes and the presidency. On Saturday, the major cable news networks and outlets like the New York Times and the Washington Post also called the race for Biden. But President Donald Trump's campaign has refused to condone to concede, excuse me, and had filed over a dozen lawsuits across Battleground states to contest the results. Again, because he's a big fucking baby. Trump and his lawyer, Rudy Giuliani, have also circulated unfounded claims of voter fraud. Again, meaning no evidence. Election rigging and conspiracy between the Democratic Party and the big media to tilt the race in Biden's favor. There is no evidence of widespread voter fraud or election fraud. And the Business Media Insider previously reported that this election was among the safest and most secure because of the use of paper ballots and voting machines with the verifiable paper trails. Moreover, none of the lawsuits the campaign has filed alleged voter fraud focusing instead on delaying ballot counting or disregarding a small number of ballots in states that would have no effect on the final result became of Biden's margin of victory. Excuse me, because of Biden's margin of victory. I'm sorry, but I, I just had to play the video over a couple more times. It, 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 it's, it's hilarious. You have to admit, though. But uh, moving on here. Uh, this is uh, coming from Mirror.com. Actually, no, Mirror.co.uk. So we're uh, taking this taking a trip across the pond to the UK and we're talking about some UK COVID news because anti-lockdown protesters chant take your masks off and march through Manchester streets. I guess they were also in Liverpool as well but uh oh boy them anti-fucking mask Karens don't like the masks oh boy let me fucking tell you Hundreds of anti-lockdown protesters have taken to the streets against the national lockdown. Huge crowds marched through Manchester City Center, accusing MPs who vowed for the lockdown of treason. So basically, you're consisting the people who voted for the lockdown for treason because they want to keep you safe. That's That's... You you know what I think about that? That's what I think about that. That's exactly what the fuck I think about that. <clears throat> but anyways, yeah, basically, uh, Manchester City not liking 
safety, you know? They're like, nah, we'd rather have COVID rather than safety, you know? And and, and that's what a lot of the anti-maskers here in fucking the U.S. want, too, you know? Because let's face it, anti-maskers are a bunch of fucking selfish pricks. It, it just it is what it is, you know? I'm sorry, but you're a selfish fucking prick if you do not want to wear a mask. Just, just because you have a low chance from dying from it, you know? Or just because you have a low infection rate or, you know, doesn't mean other people don't, you know? For some people, COVID could be a fucking death sentence. But uh, anti-maskers don't realize that because, again, they're selfish fucking pricks who don't care about other people other than themselves. But, of course, they'll deny that they are because, well, you know, that's what they do. But uh, please don't be an anti-masker. Don't be a selfish fucking prick. Please care about your safety and the safety of others. Just please, I beg of you, follow COVID procedures. As much as they are a pain in the fucking ass, I understand. I fucking hate them too. I want them to go away too. Trust me. I want this fucking mask mandate that Governor Baker just put into place. Honestly, right now, as I'm sitting here at the time of recording this, it's 2.54 a.m. Yes, I like to record my podcasts uh, in the morning. Well, not in the morning, but late at night because that and it's nice and quiet and excuse me. I don't have to worry about any noise or nothing like that. You know, it's nice. (laughs) But uh, yeah, like like, like I said, that that don't be a selfish fucking anti-masker. Okay. You know, like I said, as as much as COVID fucking protocols suck, I, I hate them, too. This stupid fucking 9.30 curfew shit is stupid as fuck, you know? Like I said, at the time I'm recording this, I'd normally be in the gym or I'd probably be getting ready to be getting out of the gym. But, uh, nope, I'm here recording a podcast instead because, again, fucking COVID. But... If we want this fucking COVID shit to go away, just as much as people don't fucking want to, and as much as fucking people scream constitutional rights here in America, and, you know, oh, but my rights, oh, but my rights, me, 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 just suck it the fuck up, all right? Do the people who care about their health and, do the people who care about their health and safety and the health and safety of others a fucking favor and just follow protocols, all right? You follow protocols and you follow the procedures that are in place, then shit will go smoothly, you know? But a lot of people, I guess, can't seem to get that through their thick fucking skulls. But uh, basically a bunch of people in... um, I'm I'm looking at pictures here. And signs are basically saying this shows a woman here holding up a sign saying, "We're testing healthy people to declare them 
unwell whilst refusing to treat actual sick people, which I I don't know. I, I, I don't know if that's true or not. That possibly, you know, like that could just be more anti-mask or fucking propaganda. And of course they show fucking huge crowds in fucking Manchester City without no masks whatsoever. No social distancing and all that shit. When tyranny becomes when tyranny becomes law whatever the fuck facts not fear. What facts, buddy? You know? He's fucking Freedom over fear. I will not be masked, tracked, tracked. Okay, honey, honey, who is tracking you? Okay, there is a, again, you can get this article from mirror.co.uk. But, uh, honey, who the fuck is tracking you? Okay, no one is fucking tracking you. Tracked, tested, or, I can't read the fucking bright ass colors. Poison. I don't consent. Yeah, because you're a selfish fucking prick. But basically, <laughs> moving on from this, because this shit's fucking, you know. Oh, by the way, I said I was done with the Trump shit. I, I lied. <laughs> <clears throat> but uh, Trump's wild claims tests limits of Republican loyalty. You hear that, Trump? Even Republicans aren't believing your fucking bullshit anymore. That should that should be a a pointer to why he lost the fucking election. Like Republicans aren't even fucking believing his bullshit anymore. That's how bullshit Donald Trump is fucking becoming. <laughs> this is from the uh, uh, APNews.com. We all know him as the Associated Press. President Donald Trump's wild and unsupported claims of voter fraud have emerged as high-stakes Republican loyalty tests that illustrates the tug-of-war likely to define the future of the GOP, whether he wins or loses the presidency. I can tell this was written before, yeah, November 6th, 2020, so I can tell this was written before it became official, but hey. There is a precisive sense among the current and former GOP officials that the president's behavior is irresponsible, if not dangerous, which that is true. But a divide has emerged between the influential Republicans willing to call out publicity and those who aren't. Excuse me, willing to call him out publicly. I can fucking read. Can you guys believe that? I uh, know I can't read. But where were we? Oh yeah, dividing their calculus is an open acknowledgement that Trump, Trumps, <laughs> better than expected showing on election day ensures that he will remain the Republican Party's most powerful voice for years to come, even if he loses. That is that is scary to know. I'm I'm not gonna lie, but that's pretty fucking scary to know. The shark reality did little to silence the likes of Maryland Governor Larry Hogan, a second-term Republican who has not ruled out a 2024 White House bid. 
He's described the president's claims as dangerous and embarrassing, which are true. But the article goes on to say, if there are legitimate challenges, we have a process. That's the way it works, Hogan told the Associated Press. But just to make accusations of the election being stolen and widespread fraud without providing any evidence, I thought was really bad for our democratic process. And it was something I had never seen in my lifetime. Other Republicans did speak up, he noted, but certainly not enough of them. Which, again, is is true, because... Well, if you think about it, the Republicans who didn't speak up were Trump's puppets. You know? The puppets got to keep their fucking mouth shut to please their master. You know? (laughs) Ah. But the uh, article goes on to say, on the other side... Excuse me. Where Trump allies, including the president's eldest son, Donald Trump Jr., who called on Republicans considering running for the party's nomination in 2024 to come to the president's defense. The total lack of action from virtually all of my 2024 GOP hopefuls is pretty amazing, he tweeted. They have a perfect platform to show that they've willing and able to fight until they cover the media mob instead. Just basically him spewing out more fucking bullshit from his dad. Several quickly raised their voice, including former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley, who served as Trump's ambassador to the United States nations. Though some Trump allies saw Haley's statement on Twitter thanking Trump for helping to deliver Conservative victories up and down the ballot as reading too much like a political obituary of sorts for the president. Missouri's Missouri, yeah, it's called Missouri now. Missouri Senator John Howley. Holly. Holly? Whatever the fuck we'll call him that. Another Trump ally in the 2024 conversation avoided embracing some of Trump's most outlandish claims, but he vowed to introduce new el- election integrity legislation to address some of the complete some of the complaints Trump's campaign had raised <clears throat> so basically like i said Trump being a fucking sore loser fuck excuse me him not being able to take a loss you know cuz cuz that's that's what the fuck the man does and just, you know, Trump, move the fuck on. <clears throat> Pack your shit. You lost. You done. <clears throat> but uh, moving on from all that bullshit. <laughs> Another man wants to kill Joe Biden? Oh, God. Here the fuck we go again. More right-wing fucking Trump supporters. L.A. man detained after social media posts threatening violence over Biden win. Oh, God. Here we go. Police officers in East Los Angeles detained a man Friday morning after he made threats of violence should Democrats Joe Biden be elected president. The Los Angeles Times reports. When was this written? 
11620. Okay, yeah, so this was also written before it was made official by the looks of it. The man who remains unidentified is accused of taking to social media and threatening to commit mass shootings in the event that Biden is victorious in this year's presidential election. Mass fucking shootings. And these are the people that gun control is trying to keep guns out of the hands of. Okay, gun lovers? Can can you not understand that? What I want to know is where the fuck did uh, said man get said guns? Did he obtain them illegally or legally? Because if you obtain, obtain them legally, you see why now, gun lovers, we want expanded background checks? Because of people like this. Motherfuckers taken to social media threatening to shoot up fucking Joe Biden. This is why we need expanded background checks. This is one reason why, right here, is because of shit like this. You know? Of course, I, I'm again, I'm not sure if he obtained the weapons legally or not. But uh, the remain who the man who remains unidentified is accused of taking to social media and threatening to commit a, commit a mass shooting in the event that Joe Biden is victorious in this year's presidential election, which uh, he was. So I guess this man ain't committing no mass shooting. In an Instagram video that he has that has been since deleted, the man allegedly said, if Biden gets in, I'm just going to do like a school shooter and just take out all these Democrats. Yep, so that's what I figured. It's a typical fucking Trump supporter being a typical fucking Trump supporter. You know? While the man was taken into custody, as local police and the FBI look into the case and search his home, he has not been charged or formally arrested, according to NBC. The FBI is aware of the reported threats, and we are working with our partners. The subject is being evaluated by state officials. The federal government has not made any arrest or filed any charges at this time, the FBI spokeswoman Laura Elmer said. Cities around the country would have been on high alert for election-related violence, with many taking precautions such as boarding up buildings and increasing the persistence of law enforcement. Multiple incidents have already been reported, including a Philadelphia Convention Center plot and a Pennsylvania bomb threat. Oh, my God. Biden is leading four key... Okay, yeah, sorry, I, can, I can tell that this was, this was written before Biden took office. But, yeah, more fucking Trump tards wanting to uh, shoot up and bomb Biden. But, uh, by the way... Trump did uh, fail to make headway on any of those legal cases. Yeah, we're getting back into this shit again. I should have put these back to back, but oops. Oh, well. President Trump's bellicose pledge to fight the outcome of the election in courts crashed on Friday into skeptical judges daunting the elect electoral college math and the lack of evidence of his claims of fraud. None of the dozen or so lawsuits that they had brought in the battleground states appeared to be gaining any traction in the courts, and any case not seemed likely to give Mr. Trump the edge he would need in the vote counts in the states that would determine the outcome. So there you go. That's what I think about that. <laughs> but. 
what he said. That's right. Guess what, Trump? Now that you're not president anymore, you don't get special treatment on Twitter anymore. This is coming from our good friends at thehill.com. Uh, yeah. Welcome back to reality, Trump. Welcome back to being a normal person again. You ain't the president no more. You lost that. Now, you gotta face the Twitter rules us regular people have to face. President Trump's tweets will face harsher security from Twitter when he leaves office, losing protections the platform grants to world leaders. The tech behemoth threats violations of its policies from presidents and prime ministers differently from those of regular users, arguing that the public should be able to see what their leaders are saying and that such posts are newsworthy in and of themselves, which is true. But the protection does not extend to leaders once they leave office, meaning Trump's preferred mode of communication could be restricted in ways he's been able to avoid for the past four years. Thank fucking God. The Associated Press and all the major news networks called the presidential race for Joe Biden on Sunday morning, putting a January 20th deadline on Twitter protections for Trump's tweets. Twitter has been loath to delete any of Trump's tweets while in office, instead opting to flag users that this that his controversial posts controversial that his controversial posts may contain misleading or false information and redirect users and restrict users' ability to retweet and like them. A Twitter spokesperson confirmed to the Hill that the president's Twitter account would be treated like any other when he leaves office. Exactly. So that's exactly what I said. He's going to be treated like a normal person on Twitter. Twitter's approach to the to world leaders, candidates, and public officials is based on the principle that the people should be able to choose what they see, what their leaders are saying with clear context. That means that they may apply warnings and labels and limit engagement to certain tweets the spokesperson said this policy framework applies to the current world leaders and candidates for office and not private citizens when they no longer hold these positions specifically that means trump's tweets could be deleted if they break the platform's rules and that and that he could accumulate strikes for repeated policy violations which would worsen punishments from the platform, which eventually would mean he gets removed off fucking Twitter for good. The president, which has welded his Twitter feed as one of the more, as one of the world's largest megaphones since he began his presidential campaign in 2015, using it to announce major policy and personal changes and royal role, whatever the fuck that world is, Washington and world markets. His activity on social media platform has come under an avalanche of security since election day and earlier this week, and he has rallied against vote tallies in key states and made unsubstantiated claims of voter fraud, excuse me, and other misconduct at polling places. Those tweets prompted led to warnings on his Twitter feed with the company posting labels such Labels that read some of the some or all of the contact shared in this tweet is disputed and might not and might wow I can fucking read. Let's try this again. 
Those tweets prompted lead... Wow, bro. I'm leaving all this in. I don't give a fuck. I'm leaving it all in. Just so I can show how much of a fucking retard I am. Those tweets prompted... Led to warnings on his Twitter feed with the company posting labels that read some or all of the content shared in this tweet is disputed and might be misleading about an election or other civic process. Users can still choose to pass through those warnings and view the messages, though they cannot directly retweet or like them. Twitter, too, has come under a national microscope over how it handles Trump's tweets, facing a barrage of criticism from Democrats that it has been too lax on his posts throughout his first term, which, yeah, I can agree on that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, let's just say that Trump, welcome to the real world, buddy. Real word, wow. Welcome to the real world, buddy. Oh, well, thank, thank you for that nice big ad. I appreciate that. But uh, moving on here. Uh, the 19-year-old murderer from Kashona. 19-year-old Kashona man who told police he brought a rifle for his friend Kyle Rittenhouse. More like Kyle Murderhouse. And who drove Rittenhouse back to and Koch, Illinois, after the teen is alleged to have killed two people in Koshona, is facing felony charges for his role in providing the gun used in the shootings. Good. Getting what the fuck he deserves. Dominic Black has been charged with two counts of intentionally giving a dangerous weapon to someone under 18, causing death. Although Black was taken into custody November 6th, police have known since shortly after the shootings on August 25th during the Kashona under rest that Black had, admit, had, admit, had admitted he had purchased the gun used in the shooting for Rittenhouse and that he had driven Rittenhouse back to and Koch after the shooting with the rifle in the trunk of his car, according to the criminal complaint filed against Black. So, basically, the fuckhole who gave him said gun is now in jail, along with the fucking murderer himself. Okay? Self-defense my fucking ass. The kid is getting everything the fuck he deserves. And I hope he gets locked up for the rest of his fucking life. You know? But basically, justice is being served. So that's all that matters. <laughs> Anyways, ooh, I forgot to let you guys know who that was from. My bad. Hold on. Let me get that information for you. Hold on. Okay, sorry about that. That came from KashonaNews.com. I had to go back and see uh, where that came from. But, uh, oh boy, here we go. Uh, now, I normally don't like to include far left or far light 
far light. Wow, I can talk as well. I can read and I can talk, guys. I can do that very fucking well. I'm the greatest at all time at it. But uh, I, I really don't like to include far left or far right sources like Fox News or Occupy Democrats and all that. But yeah, I know I, I include Occupy Democrats a lot sometimes. But I decided to say fuck it and let's read an article off of Fox News. Uh, and it's involving Alex Trebek. Don't worry. I made sure it was clean. I made sure it was a good article. I made sure there was no bullshit. And it's good. But uh, as we all know, uh, the legendary Jeopardy host Alex Trebek had passed away from pancreatic cancer, I do believe. Uh, he will be dearly, dearly missed. Um, but uh, Jeopardy is honoring the late television icon Alex Trebek. At the beginning of Monday night's episode, the show's executive producer, Mike Richards, took a moment to say a few words in remembrance of Trebek. Over the weekend, we lost our beloved host, Alex Trebek, Richards said. This is an enormous loss for our staff and crew. Excuse me, I have the fucking burps. And crew, for his family and for his millions of fans, he loved this show and everything it stood for. In fact, he taped his final episodes less than two weeks ago. Wow, bro. Wow. Man taped his final two episodes, his final episodes less than two weeks before he died, bro. Wow. That, that is just, wow, man. Richards continue, he will forever be an inspiration for his consistent desire to learn, for his kindness, and for his love of his family. Bro, I'm, I'm, bro. Fuck, man. Why does 2020 have to be this fucking terrible, bro? Rest in peace, Alex, bro. I'm not gonna lie, even though I didn't really watch Jeopardy, and even though I really don't watch uh, game shows that much, I, I do know that this guy was a fucking legend. This guy hosted game shows like nobody else. This guy was one of the greatest game show host if not one of the greatest hosts of all time like this man was one of the OG fucking hosts baby was the man bro fuck bro 2020 has not been kind to us we, we, we I can tell you that Trebek's final 35 episodes will also be aired as they were shot because that's what Trebek wanted said Richards fuck yeah man even though he's gone, he, he would still want his legacy to move on, bro. Like, I, I, I don't know what else to say, man. He added, on behalf of everyone here at Jeopardy, thank you for everything, Alex. Bro, I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to hold the feels right now, man. I'm I'm not gonna lie. I'm I'm choking up a little bit. This is sad. Richards ended with the show's trademark opening. This is Jeopardy! <laughs> it was followed by a moment of silence on the Jeopardy set with the lights dimmed. Oh. Trebek died on November 8th after a lengthy battle with stage 4 pancreatic cancer. 
The longtime Jeopardy host not only kept his fans updated on his health battle every step of the way, but he continued to do his job hosting the popular trivia show as well. Fuck, bro. That's how you know he had heart, bro. That's how you know he loved what he, he did, bro. That's a fucking legend right there, man. Don't let... Don't let anything get in the fucking way of what you love, no matter what the fuck it is. And that man showed it. Like, literally, that man fucking showed it, bro. You do not let nothing, and I mean nothing, get in the way of what you love. No matter how sick you are, you still live out your dreams and you still chase them, no matter how much time you got left. You know what I'm saying? But fuck, man. That, that's sad, bro. Alex, you will forever be missed, man. Rest in peace. Fuck, bro. But uh, since I included a Fox News article, I thought I'd finish off the podcast with a... Uh, an Occupy Democrats article. We're going from far right to far left. That's why I did that. I include a Fox News article. So you know what? Since I'm including a, an article from a far right source, let's include an article from a far left source about said far right source we just read an article from. McKinney's misinformation press conference gets so bad that Fox News cuts away. <laughs> uh, this is coming from our uh, wonderful friends at OccupyDemocrats.com. And you can tell already this is going to lean far left. So get ready there, uh, Trump tards and right-wingers, because we're about to hear some far-left mumbo-jumbo. Joe Biden will be the next president of the United States, but the current occupant of the White House still refuses to accept this fact, which is true. Trump is insisting that he won the election, alleging that a conspiracy of widespread voter fraud is working to rob him of his rightful victory. The claim is basically untrue. But the president's surrogates are supporting it anyway. Today, White House Press Secretary Kayla McKinney, one of Trump's most loyal serial liars. See what I mean by get prepared for some hardcore left-wing shit? Occupied Democrats for you. And no, I was not doing you know what, so fuck you. One of Trump's most loyal serial liars. I'm not going to lie, though. I'd smash. <laughs> Held a press conference with Republican National Committee Chair Ronna McDonald. <laughs> <laughs> I meant to say Ronna. Wait. Ronna McDaniel, McDonald, fuck it, and unloaded a string of misinformation and excuses aimed at justifying the president's continued refusal to concede, which is true. You know what? Prepare for some uh, misinformation here, ladies and gentlemen. You guys ready? Listen to this shit, bro. Look, uh, what we were asking for 
here as patients. Ron, I just mentioned to you the more than I believe was 130 affidavits in Michigan alone. Um, we're aware of all the reports of thousands of votes in Nevada that were cast by those who are not eligible. We're hearing this, these reports. We're seeing them come in. We are vetting them. Uh, we are getting affidavits. So right now, we would point you to all of that. That information is publicly available. But what we're asking for right now is patience as we explore these equal protection claims, among others. <laughs> Literally could not cite one single fucking thing. She cannot give one example of illegal votes being casted. Not one single fucking example. Oh, 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 and here we go. This is, uh... Oh, and Twitter has already claimed it as fake news. So let's take a listen. One party in America that opposes verifying signatures, citizenship, residency, eligibility. There is only one party in America trying to keep observers out of the count room. And that party, my friends, is the Democrat Party. You don't take these positions because you want an honest election. You don't oppose an audit of the vote because you want an accurate count. You don't oppose our efforts at some I'm going to let this whole thing play, by the way. I want you all to hear this. This is, this is you bullshit. You take these positions because you are welcoming fraud and you are welcoming illegal voting. Our position is clear. We want to protect the franchise of the American people. We want an honest, accurate, lawful count. We want maximum sunlight. We want maximum transparency. We want every legal vote to be counted, and we want every illegal vote to whoa, whoa, whoa. be counted. I just think we have to be very clear, and she's charging, uh, the other side is welcoming fraud and welcoming illegal voting. Unless she has more details to back that up, I can't in good countenance continue showing you this. I want to make sure that maybe they do have something to back that up, but that's an explosive charge to make that the other side is effective. I'm going to play that one more time. Notice how they just cut her right off. I just think we have to be very clear. She's Transparency. We want every legal vote to be counted, and we want every illegal vote to whoa, be counted. Whoa, whoa. I just think we have to be very clear. She's charging uh, the other side is welcoming fraud and welcoming illegal voting. Unless she has more details to back that up, I can't in good countenance. Even Trump's favorite fucking news network had to fucking cut her off. Wow. Just fucking wow. <laughs> this is just wow, bro. Just just wow, bro. Just just wow, bro. Like really? <laughs> I can't. And these are the lies that fucking Republicans and right-wingers are believing. Literally, a Republican fucking channel had to cut off a, a Trump campaign press conference because of so much bullshit. Even a fucking news network that is known for spewing bullshit has spotted bullshit. Can you fucking believe that? A news network that is known for spewing bullshit spotted bullshit. It, what? Huh? 
And what's funny is I, I, I think I did hear him say, here, let me, let me, let me try to play that back one more time, because I'm, if I'm not mistaken, I did hear him say he wants to, he, he, he wants to predict things accurately. Is, is, is that right? And we want every illegal let's, let's listen. I, I just think we have to be very clear, and she's charging, uh, the other side is welcoming fraud and welcoming illegal voting, unless she has more details to back that up. I mean, do you have any details to back up any of your fucking stories there, Fox News? No. <laughs> but I, 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 I thought I would share that little tidbit. Like I said, that's from OccupyDemocrats.com. Uh, <laughs> I hit the microphone, by the way, if you're wondering what that noise was. But, oh boy. There you go. I, I used a left and a right wing source for once. I don't know. I may or may may not. I'm, I, I, I don't know. I'll think about it because I may or may not do like a little segment at the end where we take an article from a far left uh, from a far left outlet and a far right far right outlet and read it like choose one article and I don't know, maybe next episode, maybe I'll do that. Like, we'll, we'll take an article, right? Like a specific topic on Trump or uh, on Biden or whatever. And we'll see what far left websites have to say about it and far right websites. I don't know. It's, it's something to think about. Like I said, I'm, I'm still establishing this podcast. I'm still, you know, getting it going like hey we're only 12 episodes deep it's not a it's not a professional fucking uh, podcast you know you got shit like that and uh, shit like that you know professional very very professional but uh i i really do hope that the new microphone i'm using sounded good um Yay, no more annoying noise. Uh, the previous microphone I was using was the Razer Siren. What was it called? I have the box. It was the Razer Siren X. Uh, that was the microphone I was using before. and Well, now I'm using a Blue Yeti. Uh, these, these, these microphones are pretty good. I, I'm not going to lie. So like I said, I'll have to... Uh, Listen back the podcast. Listen back. Listen to the podcast again. Uh, and see how good the microphone sounded. Like I said, let me know. But uh, that that's it for now. That's all I have. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go now. Uh, okay. This shitty podcast is finally over with. Can you believe it? The the torture, the pain, and the suffering is finally over. You all can go now. Have a good day. Oh, yeah, I forgot, uh, if you haven't already, uh, anchor.fm forward slash Jeremy Mosier. Fuck off, Cortana. Oh, well, good for fucking you. But, yeah, anchor.fm forward slash Jeremy Mosier. Uh, subscribe to the podcast on my uh, second YouTube channel on Boston32332. And uh, also follow me on Instagram, jmosh420. And also follow me on Twitter, jmosier401. And, uh, uh, um, I'm subscribed to my, okay, bye.